Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We've been wanting to get these two together in the same room, mic'd up at the same time. Mark Leishman and his caddy, Matty Kelly, here at the BMW Championship. What's it like to come back to a tournament? You have three PGA Tour wins. What's it like to come back to a tournament that you won the previous year? What's it like defending? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Um, you know, anytime you can defend anywhere, it's, it's great. Um, this is the first time I'll have defended on a golf course where I didn't win it the year before oh, that's right so it's a, it's a different course um, but I haven't defended any of my other PGA Tour wins so hopefully that'll uh, that'll change my luck and we'll, we can defend this week on a new course what's the scouting report on the course this year uh, I remember it being really long but it's not didn't seem that didn't seem that long and I just I guess it's really hot and um, I know they've made some changes but it didn't seem that long and I didn't, it's way, it's a lot drier than I thought it was going to be. So I don't think it's going to play that long, but um, severe greens, uh, rough's pretty thick, but they're generous fairways. So I think pretty low scoring. I want to know, like, first, and I know, Maddie, you, you've been on the podcast before. You told some stories back in the day, but I still kind of want to hear how your guys' relationship started and what the first memories you guys have of each other are. First memories ever? Or sure, yeah. Caddying? Um, <laughs> no, first memories ever. First memories ever. I remember we used to be, we both, well, obviously, we, we live near each other in Warrnambool. And um, I, my first memories of Maddie is being down the practice fairway at Warrnambool. We used to always go down there, and there was a good little chipping green down there that normally played into the wind. So Where's Warrnambool for people that don't know? Warrnambool is uh, about three and a half hours drive southwest of Melbourne. Um, so southern coast of Australia, Southern basically. coast of Australia, very cold water, lots of sharks, uh, lots of wind, <laughs> yep. um, working class town. Uh, so both of our, our dads were, you know, in, the, in trades um, and, you know, working class families. So uh, we used to go to the golf course. Um, we would practice uh, mostly just seeing who could get the most backspin usually yeah, on the green. the wind trying to uh, <laughs> that was, we did the same thing yeah. as kids that's all that mattered was I remember somebody one of my buddies played a precept extra spin and we all watched it backspin once on a par 3 we all had that ball in our bag the very next round that's that was like we, a wet noodle all we, all we cared about was being able to backspin it it's yeah. like when you got those Nike wedges that was good yeah I got a, a set of wedges and um, I remember precept I think it was a tour premium was it it was the same as the Nike tour accuracy yeah. exactly okay. the same golf ball um, but we used to get them and you'd find a big patch of divots and with the sand in them and you'd be just tearing the shreds <laughs> out of these golf balls. And um, I actually bought a diamond face, like one of those pure spin diamond face wedges. You guys probably didn't see those the infomercials. No, no. no they, it, was, it had like sandpaper basically on the face. It was a legal wedge, but they had the infomercial on the golf channel as a kid, the pure spin diamond face scoring wedge. Every kid wanted one. They were the worst golf clubs ever made. <laughs> like it had like a crusted face, but yeah, you hit it five times and then like it goes away basically. Yeah. But they sold a ton those of those. first five times were sweet. <laughs> they were awesome. Mate of mine, Leroy, he had the same one. He'd hit like 10 yard chips on the chipping green, on the putting green actually right next to the clubhouse and he could get them spinning backwards um yeah they were, they were a lot of fun i remember those so were you guys competing each other against each other in tournaments as kids or how did you guys become mates i wish we were i wasn't good enough well um, were you lining up in the same tournament trying to yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and mark was a couple of years older than me so he was always i still am yeah <laughs> um yeah he still is a couple of years older than me he was always he was steps ahead of me anyway but and then with the age gap he was always he would be in Melbourne playing city like pennants and stuff like that, whereas I never, at the same time, never competed. I guess when Maddie started going to play in Melbourne, that was when I started to go and play yeah, in a state or around yeah. the world. So um, I was always a you know year or two ahead of Maddie, but Maddie was a good player, a uh, really good player. Um, we had some really good matches together. Um, it was always good competition. It's nice when you can be growing up with guys. Um, who can actually who can play? Mm-hmm. Um, there was quite a few guys at home that. Um, well, was it evident to you that you were 
like much more talented than a lot of your peers? Did you need to go elsewhere to kind of get the right level of competition when you were a junior? Or yeah, when man. did you kind of realize how talented you were? Well, when Maddie played well, you know, it was a, it was a good match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, when you can not play your best and, and win, that's when you kind of realize that you have to go yeah. elsewhere. Same struggles um, we have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. go elsewhere. And then <laughs> everybody nodding along listening to this. Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that, I mean, it's, it's the same, well, not your entire career, but until you get to you know the the bigger tours um you know when i i was playing national amateur events you know when i was 21 again not having to play that well and i thought to myself well that's the time where i need to take that next step and turn pro so um that's what i did i didn't want to turn pro too early and struggle um you know, we didn't have a lot of money and had to um i paid all my you know most of my own way and everything so didn't want to come out and run out of money so I wanted to make sure that when I turned pro that I was good enough and was going to make money straight off which I did which I'm, I'm glad that I, I waited that long. Going back you won the Warnable Club Championship <laughs> as a 13 year old yep. and you played in the same group as your dad. Yeah we uh, the, the club championships at home was four rounds of stroke play um, so it was I remember it being really windy that week um, or two weeks that it was over um, Even more windy than it typically is. It was it's, blowing. It's, it's typically windy down there. Yeah. Right? I remember I shot 77 in the last round, um, and that was like, you know, saying that you shot 62 at Carnoustie or something. It was like, <laughs> really? That. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was blowing pretty good. And, um, How many back was your dad? Like, were you guys tied going no, around? I'm or? glad we weren't because I, <laughs> I might not have uh, thought it was legit, but. Um, no, he he finished third. Okay. Um, we just happened to play together in that last round, and um, yeah, a guy sort of choked coming down the stretch, and I uh, handed it to me. So it was <laughs> it was a good way to uh, to win my first one with not really any pressure. And Maddie, were you playing in that one? No, were you okay? No, I played. I think my first one was I was like fourteen or fifteen, so Mark would have been sixteen or seventeen. Okay. So did you know? Was it a, always a goal to come play in the U.S.? Yeah, it was on the main um, tour. I mean, you know, when you when I was thirteen, you know, you hope that you can just turn pro and do something as a as a golfer, um, whether it's a club pro or, you know, I idolised both the club pros that were at um, at Warnable. One of them's still there, um, so even that I thought would have been really cool to be able to do that. Um, but probably once I was about sixteen, that became a goal to to try and you know get onto a major tour around the world somewhere. Obviously, your your dream is to get onto this tour. Um, was lucky enough to to play good at the right times and um, and make it out here and then you know I've been successful since I've since I've been out here so it's uh, yeah I mean you know you do have to pinch yourself occasionally uh, we get looked after very well but I'm just you know I'm really glad that I had to do the hard yards and work and get um, you know I played on the smaller tours I played on the Korean tour and the web.com tour and all those smaller ones so it makes you appreciate how good this tour is yeah uh, you're in your stripes yeah yeah we really don't have much to complain about it <laughs> we're, we're pretty lucky <laughs> yeah one of one of the guy that we we know that we won't name but he was uh going from the PJ tour last year down to web finals and they didn't have a courtesy car at the first web finals event he's like oh man dude i gotta get back on the PJ tour like no way uh so they treat you a little nicer when you are the defending champ do you get like an upgrade in vehicle oh, does yeah. Caddy does. You got an upgraded yeah, vehicle? I, I, they gave me you a got car. a vehicle, period. Yeah, I got a vehicle this week. Do all the caddies get vehicles here? I think they do it for the last five years. Like, defending champion, previous five years, get get cars. Yeah, you I'm got four sure. more years of... Yeah. You, so you just got to keep making it back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's a pretty good deal. I, I get the same treatment. Okay. Probably the only, only different treatment I get is I'll probably get extra tickets if I need them. <laughs> Job, a little bit mate. better parking spot too. Yeah. That's all they line up on yeah, the champions. Yeah, got a parking spot up front. Maddie gets a parking spot yeah. this Look week too. Which is what good. other events do caddies get vehicles at? Uh, I'm not sure any. I think I remember wow. the Byron Nelson used to give one to the winning caddy at Cadillac. Um, like to own? To own? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, um, but that last uh, that lasted a couple of years and it's no longer. But um, I don't think I'm not, not that I know of. There's I think this is the only one. I was wondering why Maddie was reading putts the back nine of last year <laughs> yeah. at this tournament. This is why they give him a car this week. Yeah, a free rental car for the <laughs> Matt, are you, are you parking next to Patrick Reed this week? No. Next to Ricky, actually. Ricky yeah. Fowler. Oh. Shout out to Granny. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys ran away with the title last year at Conway. I don't even, like, the, far from it being over, he had, I think, a couple putts left. 
the flag was the screw was off and the flag was removed from the flag stick before uh, even the final putt dropped. Uh, was it that early though? Uh, I we mean, were, it was a pretty we saucy. Were, there were some early preparations. What? It was okay. it was impressive, but it, it was very routine. Well, I'd like it to be routine. Um, I don't know. I didn't notice. I didn't do it deliberately. That's for sure. <laughs> um, Mark rolled a nice one in the last two, so I guess yeah, I didn't do it deliberately. It was that, that's a good tradition of ours too. Whenever you, you win a big match, like you take the screw off yeah, and try yeah. to act like you're taking <laughs> the flag. I, I, le- I legitimately thought you hold that shot on 17. That t-shirt. Oh, the yeah, t shot. Yeah, that was looking good actually. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been nice. Get the get the uh, get the trophy and the car. It would have been uh, yeah. very nice. But does having been through that that ringer a couple times and won a couple times, does it make it any easier coming down the stretch when you're in contention of a tournament now? Um, I guess it does. I mean, um, to be honest, that last round of the BMW last year was probably one of the hardest rounds I've, I've ever played. I was leading going in the back nine in Boston the week before and um, didn't finish off the way I wanted to. Uh, ended up, I'm not sure what I shot in the back nine, it was even or a couple over, or can't remember, but Justin Thomas ended up running over the top of me and um, that was pretty disappointing. And then... Um, probably the, one of the only sleepless nights I've ever had before a golf tournament was that Saturday night before the BMW last year. Uh, I had a five-shot lead, having, you know, blown a lead the week before. Um, that was a bit of extra pressure and um, one of the most satisfying days of golf I've had um, for a lot of reasons. One, because I, you know, got through what I needed to do and won the tournament. But, you know, we had... My, my family was there... Um, was Steph and Vivi there? No, they were no. at Bay Hill. They were at Bay Hill, yeah. yeah but, you know, to have your family there and be able to enjoy that, that was, that was really cool. So, to win um, twice in a year, too. I mean, that's, yeah. that's massive. It's just yeah. funny to hear you say that because watching it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, like he's, he's got that wrapped up. Like, this looks, yeah. pretty, this looks actually looks yeah, pretty it's easy. It's so funny because four, four or five shots seems like a lot, but yeah. when you... Well, that, I, I bet guaranteed a hammer didn't feel like a lot. Certainly didn't feel like a lot to me. Well, I'm, I'm sure it would have been even harder if you'd have known that like, Tron and I had a bet on the final round of the Dell Technologies, <laughs> and like, I had JT and he had you, and the loser had to wear Skechers, or Skechers to the BMW. <laughs> so Tron had to wear Skechers last year to, for two days right. here at this event. <laughs> yeah, right. So that would have been too much pressure for you if, had you known that. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. Like, the, the hardest rounds are sometimes the, the most satisfying. Yeah. Um, I was just so much more determined just having gone through what I went through the week before. It was very disappointing and um, I guess everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and you stayed hot. You rolled right into, I mean, the end of the new season, but you you and JT were in the CJ Cup, the playoff there. Uh, I want you to take us through that second shot into 18, what the the talking was between you and Maddie, what you ultimately decided and how that played out. Yeah, so uh, it's a pretty good spot to talk about it, actually. No laying up. there was, I hit a good tee shot down the last. I think I was, I can't remember if I was tired or one back. Um, but when you hit it down there, if you hit it a little bit too far, there's some trees in the, before the next fairway. It's a funky little hole. Yeah, so there's water short, left, right, everywhere. Um, it's an elevated shot. And um, I think I had, what, 260 yards? Yeah, straight the yardage... It was kind of just cold and into the wind, which made the yardage... Like, it was only probably about 260, 265, but, which is normally no problem with a three-wood. Um, but it was cold and into the wind, which made it a lot. And the wind was... Playing like and you're elevated, too. The wind too. was yeah. humming. Yeah. Was really, oh, it was yeah. a strong was wind. Humming. And, Sully, you were texting us and tweeting about it. And well, he was, like, the only live reporter. The feed reporter. went out. The live <laughs> yeah. feed went out from the Golf Channel, so I was, like, legitimately the only one updating <laughs> people on what was going on in Korea. Like... 30 people stayed up to watch it at 2 in the morning and everyone was so mad that the feed <laughs> <Yeah>. went out. <laughs> yeah, so it was... Uh, I had to hit a little cut around the trees and uh, the ball was a little bit above my feet, um, which is an uncomfortable st- shot to start with and having to get that much out of the three wood in those conditions, it was touch and go. It was probably... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very touch and what go. What did you want to hit? <laughs> well, I was, thinking, I was thinking about hitting driver, but then I thought I can't really do that because, I mean... My heart's fluttering. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, I look like an absolute idiot if I hit a bad shot with a driver. So I said to Matty, like, what about we lay up over here? I said, there's no chance I'm laying up. Yeah, yes. I said, there's no wind. chance we're laying up. We, if we have to hit driver, we'll hit it. Yeah, but and then the wind kind of went from maybe 25 miles an hour to 20. Um, and I'm like, all right, I'm hitting it now. And I just nailed it, um, came right out of the middle, um, what to 10 feet I guess yes. 12 and feet the most impressive part was you guys nailed the high five <laughs> like you just nailed it like caddies and players always mess up the high five you guys just turn and just perfect high it five it was probably the best shot I've ever seen yeah I think. Uh, Under, was, you know 
that the well, circumstances. Not necessarily it was, a major or anything like that, but golf shots was probably the best I've ever seen. And that was the shot that kind of is remi- always reminds me of how great it is to go watch golf in person. Like on TV, you just can't get appreciation no. for how much wind was actually into you and the physical elements of that shot and yeah. to hit it. Yeah. And normally, because he did skirt that tree, I mean, it must have missed that tree by less than a yard. And we were talking about a decent cut around the tree. So to get that much over three would hit a lot straighter and just a tiny falling right. You got that shot, Tron, 260 into the wind with the three wood? Uh, oh, no, I, I have it with a driver. <laughs> These guys have, well, I, I stopped teeing the ball up. Oh, my God. So I, I hit driver off the deck on the tee now. Remember, no, good. I mean, the people on the left are safe. <laughs> well, and I swear, like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't spin as much and it, yeah. it stays straighter. And I swear I almost hit my driver straighter off, a, off the ground than I do off a tee. Well, do, do you remember the yeah, story from exactly. the third hole from an earlier round dur- uh, during the CJ Cup as well? Yeah, th- driver did I hit, probably. Well, uh, what was the story exactly? Well, I don't remember. It was remember. the ninth. Well, I thought it was the ninth. Well, that happened oh, in the yeah, ninth, too. Nine, yeah. But okay. the third, you hit driver off the deck. Or, like, there was some kind of yeah, conversation on it, and you, you, I Maddie wanted the towel at Maddie. Yeah, Maddie yeah. wanted you to lay up, and you waved the no laying up towel yeah. at him and hit <laughs> yeah. driver off the deck driver onto the green. I think he did it three or four times that week. <laughs> yeah. so every time I hit driver off the deck now, I just yeah, wave the for towel. You. <laughs> yeah, because you were there. I was, I was yeah. going to hold yeah. it up to you, but you weren't watching. Um, yeah. He was probably too too taken by JT. Yeah, he was, <laughs> this was earlier. They weren't paired yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's fun. I, I, I mean, a no cut event. You're 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 yeah, going for that. And I mean, I've had a good year the year yeah. before, um, but I always go back to like I always play my best golf when I'm just having fun, not thinking about the situation. Do what I would do. You know, obviously there's certain situations where you've got to play a little bit smarter. But if, I mean, it, it's fun to hit driver off the deck. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying, I mean. I know I'm not going to miss it left, yeah. um, so it's only I can aim a you know left edge of the green, yep. and it's only it's either going to be on the green or or right of that. Folks, summer might be coming to an end soon, although it doesn't feel like it here in Philly. Uh, but thanks to Travis Matthew, they are keeping the summer vibes going with their endless vacation collection that just launched a few days ago on September 1st. Newest arrivals feature button-ups, pants, and jackets, perfect for your plans this fall. Plus all the polos, shorts, and hats that that you love to wear on the golf course. Visit travismatthew.com to learn more about the Endless Vacation Collection. Well, yeah. these last couple of years have been kind of a, a, just a kind of a breakout for you. And we heard Matty, who was on the podcast earlier this year, kind of give his estimation and reason for why that is. But how would you, what would you say has been the biggest difference in your game the last couple of years? Biggest difference? I mean, the driving, I think. Um, going to the Callaway Drive has been unbelievable. It's, uh, I mean, after Bay Hill last year, I said, you know, it changed my game, which I really think it did. Um, it's it's a lot easier game when you can be on the fairway and a little bit further up the fairway, hopefully. Um, so that, that's been a huge difference. But I think also with, um, I don't, you know, everyone knows about it, but with what happened with Audrey, I don't care as much now about golf. It's obviously, it's what I do for a living. I love what I do, um, but it's not life and death. Just per- like so, gave you some perspective. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot easier to hit that hook shot on 15 at the Masters around the tree, and hmm. you know if it comes off, awesome. Which it it, it did. Um, <laughs> oh my it, god, that shot! <laughs> you know, if it doesn't come off, it's like well, you know they're not going. It's not someone's not going to put a gun to your head, and hopefully, and uh, <laughs> maybe Maddie might. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but um, no, it's just it's fun and. I think having that perspective from what we went through with Audrey, yeah. um, that makes the game easier as well because just knowing that, yes, I want to play great, but if we don't, we've still yeah. got our kids to go home to and wives and, and we've both got great lives off the course, yeah. which I think makes the game on the course easier. I can't imagine how many times you've relayed the story, but for those that aren't familiar with what happened with your wife in 2015, I don't know if there is a, a shortened version of what happened or what you guys went through, but what are you referring to that happened with your wife? Yeah, so she... Um, she got toxic shock syndrome, sepsis, um, and acute respiratory distress syndrome. Um, I was down at, the, at Augusta practicing for the Masters and uh, got a phone call to basically come home because um, your wife's got sepsis. Um, did you know what that was? I didn't. I had to Google it, and then I was sort of the, oh, you know, a little worried. Um, you know, you Google things, and it's not a great idea to Google it, but that's sort of how I found out. Um, realized that it was pretty bad there was a good chance that she wouldn't make it and then I was home for a couple of days she got put well she was in the ICU when I got home um about a day later we got told that she was probably you know 
more than likely going to die. Um, and then yeah, we got very lucky with the doctors we had. Um, they kind of did a Hail Mary, flipped her onto her stomach to drain the fluid out of her lungs. And um, with sepsis, it's a blood poisoning. So once your blood turns toxic, it goes through all your organs and basically shuts them all down. So her lungs were the most affected. Uh, along with her heart I mean her heart rate was 90 over 30 for a few days but anyway we got told she was going to die they did a Hail Mary and it worked and then um, you know the 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 recovery was tough for the first sort of couple of years but she's she's back to good now so now we're uh, we're doing we've got a foundation the Begin Again Foundation which um, we're just trying to we we help families that have survived sepsis and, and the local children's hospital as well but a lot of it is awareness because um, sepsis is very treatable if you get it early. For every hour it goes untreated, your chance of dying goes up 8%. Oh. So if you leave it 12 hours, you know, you're done. Um, so that's what we're trying to do, get awareness out there. And, um, you know, we feel like we're making a difference, which is nice. And when you say that it was, the doctors were saying it was not likely she was going to live, is it true that they gave her a 5% chance of surviving? It was less than 5 but, oh. yeah, so when... When you have ARDS, um, so pneumonia is a spot of fluid on your lungs. ARDS is when your lungs are completely full of fluid. Um, that alone is a 40% chance of dying, and then every other organ that's involved on top of that adds 30, and she had like four or five, I think it was four other organs, which is 120% there plus your 40. I mean, she's, she's done. But yeah, somehow, hmm. I think the reason she lived is she, she didn't get a chance to say goodbye to the kids when we, when we had to put her into the coma, or we, the doctors. Um, yeah, she's kicking and screaming and wanting to say, you know, call the kids. And um, they're like, no, we've got to do it right now. So she didn't get a chance to do that. I think if she had got to make that phone call, she, would have, she wouldn't be here now. So, um, How long was she in a coma? She was only in the coma for about five days. Um, and then they, when they flipped her onto her stomach, they, she was the first or second case worldwide that they did that without paralyzing her. Um, so they had to sedate her really heavily. So they, um, it took her two days to wake up mm. from the coma. They took her off the sedation and she was still, still out for two more days. So, um, yeah, she's very lucky, very lucky. And, you know, like I say, it's good has come of it, which is, uh, which is important. You know, when you're in a position to, to make a difference, I feel like it's important to do that and I feel like we're doing it. Can't, I don't know how to transition back to golf after that, man. <laughs> but uh, that was that's later that year, if I have the timeline right, that was when you were at the Open Championship in 2015, right, at the uh, at St. Andrews that you were in the playoff yeah. for. Yeah. So was that kind of adding the perspective or what you just mentioned about how maybe you don't care as much about golf? Exactly. Was that kind of an, an immediate reaction to that, you think, playing so well? Yeah. I mean, looking back on that tournament now, I wish I had cared a bit more that week. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm leading the. Yeah, I know. I'm leading the, uh, you know, leading the open with five holes to go, and um, on the old course. I didn't. Yeah, and I wasn't really feeling anything. It was not. I, I mean, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't. It was no. You know, I was happy when I hit a good shot, and a bit pissed when I when I didn't. But um, I wasn't too worried about it. And looking back on it, I wish I, you know, had have cared a little more and felt those feelings a bit more would have learned a lot more from it i feel like um but maddie did you pick up on any of that like were you, <laughs> were you feeling the feelings oh, i was nervous <laughs> but i also found out my wife was pregnant that weekend so i didn't I, it was it was a weird it was a weird weekend because it, it honestly did just feel like another tournament and he was just doing what he was supposed to do that's kind of what we'd gotten used to with mark like he just does that kind of stuff shoots 130 on the weekend at a major and going back did you you talking about how you just like being carefree on the golf course and having fun. Do you feel like it's your responsibility to, to keep him that way? Or do you feel like it's your responsibility to kind of bring him back to no, reality and say, hey, we got to grind a little he's bit? He's very good at balancing the bo- both of them. Um, definitely, it's my job to give him a kick up the ass if he needs it. Um, but that's very rare. And I mean, we're going through a little bit at the moment where he's getting too down on himself. So it's like my job. And then, so that's my job to like keep talking, keep. But bring it back the fun so we're mm. trying to bring back the fun a little bit which that's really actually we've played with Tiger a lot which whenever whenever you play with Tiger it focuses you in so much that you kind of forget about what you've done two weeks ago or whatever and you just concentrate on the now which which I think this late in the season being this tight has really helped both of us because we're both kind of spent but obviously 
he needs to be a lot sharper than me. But. What do you say to him when you need to give him a boost? Or we just, him, yeah. He we, doesn't have to say much. No. Yeah. He just, he, he just, really he just gives you that look. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just it's a couple of words. Like, yeah, it's just not much at all. I don't um, know what the language is on this show. Oh, it's, but it's explicit rated, yeah. so you yeah. can say whatever you want. <laughs> so he'll just call me a couple of words and I get the message. But it's nothing. I mean, you know, we're such good friends that right. we could say anything to each other. And if it's, if either of us gets offended by it, we know that we don't. Like, if Maddie says something to me and I get offended by it, which I wouldn't, but yeah. I know that he doesn't mean it, mean it that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind yeah, of with an end goal in mind. Yeah, exactly. It's not yeah, it's meant like, to. Right, he said that, but I know he meant it this way. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And we're good as well because, I mean, we don't spend, we, certain weeks we do spend a decent amount of time together off the course, but at the, you know, the first few years on tour, we, we were pretty good at balancing that. We, if we were spending too much time together, it would go over onto the course and things would change on the course, but we just knew, to, all right, we've got to back Separate off a little bit. Off, yeah. yeah. Well, so going back, like, and this is my I mean Maddie's told it to me a few times and it's like my favorite story but you were you had been over with Mark for what a season and a half or yeah. like when you when you came over to Caddy Forum on the web oh, and yeah and or I nationwide him, at the time yeah, yeah. We we're at I think we we're in Rochester and I'd I'd just run out of money so I guess that's where you're going right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so and Mark was paying me wait like he was paying me like a full-time caddy that's been out here 10 years and I was just caddying as a fr- I didn't know what I was doing I was learning but I didn't know what I was doing and uh, so yeah and then we had two weeks off and I said uh, before the two weeks off I'm like hey like you know, I've kind of maxed out two credit cards here it's time for me to go home and work again and comes out next week and wins by 11 I finished second, second the second, next sorry, week and then I, I can't remember Lake. what I finished the week after that and yeah. then we won and then he won, won by 11 at so Midland and then three weeks here and then you were rookie of the year the next year. And then year. we got our card. And I remember, <laughs> I remember um, our first tournament on the on the tour was at Sony. Oh and uh, <laughs> I remember we finished, I think it was 12th. Um, and we were both, as you should be, but we were both so excited. And we went down the beach and just... We were drunk. <laughs> we were <laughs> drunk. Well, he uh, made like a hundred grand. We were so yeah. rich, both of us. It was ninety. It was, it was ninety something thousand dollars. So it was a he lot. Paid of money. off one of those credit cards, <laughs> yeah. right? And it was the funniest thing because Maddie's like, "Have you ever seen anyone do this?" And, I'm, and he told me what it was, and I'm like, "Nah." He goes, "I'm going to do it." So he goes into the um, goes into a Seven Eleven or a ABC store, ABC yeah. store, goes in and buys half a gallon of milk, downs the whole thing. <laughs> And then, and then shoves his and fingers then, down his throat and power spews. It goes like, <laughs> it goes, it would have hit that wall. It goes like five yards. And we're just, this is on like Waikiki Beach. Yeah, it, it, it was yeah. dark. It was dark, but I'm on the ground just like, I've completely lost it. I'm just crying, laughing. And he, <laughs> he's still spewing over in the corner. And Never that was, that. that's the, I remember the check and I remember that about yeah. that week. Yeah, oh that, but it was God. just like one of those things. We were so excited. <laughs> yeah, so that was our first week on tour. It was all downhill from one there. One thing I'll never, ever forget. So yeah. at that time, was, was that a lot of money to you at that time? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it still is. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up the way, way we did, it's, um, you know, you really appreciate the value of a dollar. And um, that's one thing that I really want to ingrain into my kids. It's going to be hard to do, but um, that's what I want to do. My my son Harvey he's all about money and he, he's like you know wants to know how much money I made and this and that and, and last year after the BMW he's like daddy how much money did you make today I'm like a hundred dollars I got a hundred dollars <laughs> so he thinks every time I win a golf tournament I win a hundred bucks there you go so that's I, I was telling um, who was I telling that the other day oh um, Brian Harmon and he's like man I think I'm going to start doing yeah. that to my kids <laughs> but it's, it's good that you know if, if they knew how much money we made um you know, they'd go to school and yeah. they just think that, I mean, it, it's just not how I want to bring up my that, kids. That is an yeah. impressive, I think like I was like a 45 second transition from Maddie spewing milk at a projectile rate <laughs> life to, to teaching lessons to your kids about money. Uh, that, that's kind of a... Uh, yeah, that's, un- so that's pretty much my role on tour is to just power Yeah, <laughs> But was that, that was just a, like a, you know, just we we're talking about money, and you asked me, yeah. was that you know ninety thousand dollars a lot of yeah. money? And yes, it was, and it still is. Yeah. yeah. Was a there a money. moment along the way when you're like, man, like 
next year like i gotta get a real caddy like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no never I there mean, was Ma- never Maddie's, yeah yeah see maddie yeah, at the start um yeah he didn't you know really know the the proper caddy way but i guess he knew how to he, he knew how to caddy for me and he took ownership of it and he yeah and um and i feel like he's you know grown into you know one world, of a world if, class if, caddy one yeah. of if not the best caddy yeah um out there and um no, I mean, <laughs> no, I've talked to like Joe and Sam about it, like behind your back, and I'm like, no, yeah. like, tell me the deal on Matt. And they're like, dude, he's like, yeah, legitimately, like he's, like, he's gone from zero to 60 yeah. in, <laughs> he's in exactly, no time. He's and, exactly what I need, and, and it's great because he's earned the respect of everyone. Um, he stuck by me when I've been playing bad, um, and you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's nice to have your best mate out there with you to enjoy the success and go through the low you know the low times and um yeah it's just i mean i've I've never really had another caddy come up to me and ask me you know to to caddy for me because they know that we're solid like the ultimate yeah exactly yeah and that's um that's a, a you know big big compliment to maddie i feel like yeah for a player of your caliber what what makes a caddy a great caddy for you or what makes maddie a great caddy um, well, obviously, the, you know, the numbers and all that, that's, that's very important. It's knowing when to talk and when to shut up. Um, but I think more importantly, it's, it's the stuff between shots for me. Um, there's a lot of downtime in golf. And um, if you're thinking about your next shot, you know, five minutes before you hit it, you're going to be so tired at the end of the week. Yeah. I've had weeks where I've done that and I've been, not, you know, you're worn out by Friday afternoon. Um, so just talking about stuff that's outside the ropes, um, whether it's just on the other side of the ropes or whether it's you know, <laughs> way outside the ropes, you know, at home or whatever. So um, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But um, it's, you know, it's just, I think that's more important. Um, he knows how far I hit my, my clubs and he knows what shots I like to hit. Um, so that's, uh, you know, you, you don't want someone who's, who, who's telling you what shot they would hit. You want them to be telling you what shot they th- think that you want to hit. It's kind of a, just sense. a mat- matching kind of a synergy of some sorts. And exactly. I feel like it, it obviously not nearly even remotely at the same level. But like when I have a caddy that we're just like seeing putts differently, yep. you end up kind of trying to trying to see the line in between it and you don't commit to something like that. I yep. feel like it's really hard to match up yeah. vision wise. And that's it's funny when like, so I obviously I just finished walking the course and I don't see sh- I don't see the shots that I would hit out there anymore. Yeah. So every time Mark likes to hit a little, it's pretty straight now, but like tiny falling right fade. So every time I get up there and I just picture this little fade, it's nowhere near the shot I, I mm-hmm. hit. But it's so Mark, I went out with him, I don't know, six months ago, eight months ago, and played, and I was blown away. He hits the shit out of the wall. Yeah, he, does. he doesn't. He, does. he yeah. never plays. Like I can't. I can't drag him out to the golf course. It's too hot in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he bombs it. I mean, yeah. Well, there's got to be something to just being always around golf, yeah. Maddie, that you don't want to play necessarily in your free yeah. time. I I it started the idea of playing golf because I in the last three years I've probably played three times, maybe two or three times, and but the idea of playing more it does it's coming around. And we I mean we had a baby. She's two and a half now, so that. When we're on the road for 27 to 30 weeks a year, I want to. I want to try want. and be dad when I'm home. So it kind of gets to the point where you kind of feel guilty taking four hours of your day away yeah. from her, and then you know you try and give your wife a break as well. It's the other yeah. aspect of it. So we gotta get Vivi and Freddie out there together. Yeah. <laughs> well, how much has being a dad kind of changed the way you view life on the road? Oh, it's totally different. Like, I. When Mark had kids three, hubby's four, four years before me, and he'd always be like, oh, I don't want to spend, you know, three weeks on the road is a long time now. It's like, oh, come on, dude, like, suck it up. And now I can't go three weeks without the girls coming out. Either yeah. they'll come out or go home for the Sunday night, Monday, fly out Tuesday morning deal. Um, yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. There's no going out drinking with the boys. I mean, there's beers and having fun, but there's... It's totally different. Yeah. There's no point to it anymore. A lot of day drinking. Home and <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, he still goes hard. It's just <laughs> in the presence of the family. Mark, last year when you, uh, after you won, 
there's like the best little video of your son. He's like, wait for me, Mark Leishman. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. We say that we do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's your, what's it like? So you live in Virginia beach. Is that yeah. right? What's, yep. what's your reasoning for living in Virginia beach and what's your home game like there? Do you play a lot when you're home and what's, what's life like there? Um, my reason for living there is my wife. She's from there. Um, so, you know, we got to be away from our families back home in Australia, her mom and dad and siblings. Um, How'd you meet your wife? In a bar, actually, in Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, what were you doing there? I was there for a Monday qualifier on the web, well, the nationwide tour at the time. Um, so I think it was before the qualifier. I think it was like the Saturday night before. So we had some time to kill. So we thought we'd better go out. Um, terrible bar. But, uh, <laughs> so I you know, looked for a decent looking girl and went up to her and thought, is this the best place to go? Um, she's like, well, yeah, it is. Oh, geez, all right. No worries. Well, we'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we we had a drink and she ended up buying me shots, which she she still gives me shit about to this day. She's like, you let you let me buy you shots? <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Monday qualifiers yeah, exactly. on the web tour. Yeah, so, you're buying um, me shots. Yeah, so we uh, and then we you know dated. Oh, she she went back. Had to go back to Virginia Beach that night. She came back up a few days later for um for we went on our first date and um sort of hit it off after that so um yeah it's uh it's a good spot i don't play really any golf on my weeks off um i'll do a bit of chipping in the backyard um i was gonna ask you about your putting green yeah yeah what's it like about 70 yard shots there it's like a the green's probably like a a fringe on tour so it's you know just that shorter than a fairway but not not as good as a green bermuda reacts like a green yeah it's bermuda okay um so I can get it pretty firm or soft, or you know, however I want it. Um, it's just fun. I can stripe it up with me. I've got a Toro greens mower that I, I cut it with, and get the stripes on it. And it's just it's a good workout. Uh, get, you know, build a sweat up. Good sh- doesn't make me feel guilty for having a beer after it. So. <laughs> What's the fastest you've gotten it? Like, do you have a stint meter? Speed wise, nah, it yeah. wouldn't be quick at all. You got the be, indoor one as well. I've got a, yeah, I've got a putting green upstairs okay. in, in the room over our garage. Uh, it's half gym. Half putting green. I stay in the putting green end of it. <laughs> it's uh, no. I mean the green outside. It, I mean it w- not quick at all. It might have got to eight. Okay. You know when it was. So what do you do really with your free good. time at home then? Free time um, or your time? I don't know if it's free time at yeah, all. Yeah, a lot you of time. Kids. Yeah, you know with uh, with the kids. Yeah, it's um, you know we got with the foundation now. We've got a lot of a uh, lot of obligations with that. Um, I like supporting other charities, so I do a lot of charity days. Um, but yeah, mostly just spending time with the kids. Um, they've just got into Top Golf, so uh, we take them to Top Golf every now and again. The boys and they'll uh, go and whack some balls. Um, I generally don't hit too many there, but uh, <laughs> there's uh, other activities to do at Top Golf. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then you know, little daughter as well. So during the day, she keeps me busy. I normally try and give Audrey a break when I'm yeah. home and. Um, she can go do what she needs to do and I'll, uh, I'll look after Eva and um, I just love it. It's great yeah. being a dad. So we heard about what the celebration's like when you make 90K when you're a rookie <laughs> on tour. What's it like now when you win a tournament? Are you guys, do you guys go out? Is it a big party after a win? What's it like? Last, you had two last year. How'd that go? Yeah, last year um, I had a party at my place after the BMW. Um, after, after Bay Hill, I drove home to Jacksonville. Got home at midnight. Just had like a couple, had a beer and blasting music, yeah. all pumped up, or like what's it? No, it's no? very like. And then after Chicago, uh, after BMW last year, I remember you texting me. You're like, "Yo, come downtown." Yeah, we like, went downtown Dude. and we got to a bar. We had I was with Joe, Ricky's caddy, and we had two or three beers with dinner. And it, it's just you're so flat. Yeah, it's just like you're so worn out. And then, also the end of the season, so it's a bit of that. But again, a couple more beers, nothing. There's yeah. no nightclubs or anything like that involved. It was not. I wish we had great stories for you, but there's really nothing. <laughs> yeah, I went out. Uh, I went out for dinner after Bay Hill with my agent, and then um, I wish I could show this to everyone listening. But, um, <laughs> Is there a photo we, here? We filled it up. Uh, there's a quite a few photos. But, um, we can always include those yeah, in the show. Uh, oh, the trophy! It fit seven cans of beer in it. <laughs> the the, uh, the the BMW trophy. Um, so that was a very good night. Um, but yeah, I mean, my first win at the Travellers, I didn't really feel like I celebrated enough. I guess I thought I was going to have more wins sooner. 
Um, plus, I played the following week. It was just, you know, I wish I had celebrated that more. So after these ones, um, I made sure I celebrated them properly. And um, yeah, we did that. It's you know, made some good memories at the golf course and then with the, with the parties yeah. as well. So it's, uh, it's, you know, good to work hard good to enjoy your success and, and then party hard as well. Well, along those lines, I've kind of, I'm kind of curious to get your, your feedback on, I feel like, you know, we, we, we care a lot about who wins tournaments. The, the end of a broadcast is always focused on who wins. How different does like a T5 finish feel from like a T15 finish? Um, well, I mean, it depends how it happens, really. Sometimes, I mean, I, I walked away from the golf course, um, the Byron Nelson this year, I was outright second and was... No, I won't say flat, but I felt like I let that slip away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you can shoot 64 on Sunday and, and finish fourth and or tenth and be pumped with that. Yeah. So it's all, it's all dependent. It depends on the last depends day. Depends on mostly. the last day, I guess. Yeah. If, yeah. But, I mean, I always say to my wife, like, if I, if I do have a bad day, give me 10 minutes and I'll be fine. Um, I guess there's a lot of guys that aren't like that, but... Um, I try and separate the, the golf and the, the off the course stuff, but yeah, I mean, a top five is a good week. You know mm-hmm. that when you get that text message off the tour that that uh, sh- tells you how much money you've made, <laughs> where you are on the FedEx Cup, that softens the blow a bit if you've had a bad day. Um, yeah, totally. We, we, when we get those texts yeah. every Monday, it's like, what, uh, yes. you play with Tiger 12 times this year. 12 <laughs> times. What do you talk to Tiger about? Like, what does Tiger like to talk about? Did he ask about the no laying up towel? He did, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, the towel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we legit ran out of stuff to talk. You yeah, know, it's just know. like, you know, it's like you do with any friends. You, you kind of forget. Um, half the stuff you talk about because it's just everyone says he perks up when you ask about his kids or to talk about his kids he loves he loves that yeah he loves talking about the kids um i can't even can't think yeah you're protecting the code very well right now it was just there's nothing there was no story like there's no it's nothing out of the ordinary no nothing out of the ordinary at all um same thing you would talk to your mates about like yeah does he have a nickname for you marky are you Marky? Leash or Leashy? Leashy. Yeah. Um, you got to get him into Aussie rules football. He's into Tiger. rugby. I think yeah. because Stevie was so into rugby that he'd probably watched a fair bit of it. But or. Mark, what, um, what's your biggest disappointment in the game? Biggest disappointment? Um, probably, well, it's probably one of my biggest moments, but biggest disappointment is probably not winning the British Open in fifteen. Um, you know, I had pretty good opportunity there. Even after the first two rounds, that um, I was nowhere to be seen. Um, and then really good weekend, but I had opportunities. You know, I had a pretty good opportunity on 18 um, with a wedge in my hand that I hit a not the greatest wedge shot in the world. Um, hit a part on 17 that looked like it was going in and didn't, and missed a short one on I think it was 16. So. Um, three opportunities in the last three holes of a major. Uh, yeah, that's disappointing. I wouldn't say it's a disappointment. I'd just say it's, it was more disappointing than anything. Um, and, and conversely, what's, what's the thing, other than a major, what's the thing, like whether it be winning an Aussie Open or um, FedEx Cup or whatever, like what, what's the thing that you kind of hold above um, others? Well, you, like I said, you hit nail on the head a major it would be great to be a part of of winning president's cup team in that team environment i feel like that would be that would be really really cool uh, i don't know if we want to get maddie started on the no. <laughs> the no. setup and all that yeah um yeah i mean one of the bigger events in australia as well i mean there's a lot of things that mm-hmm. i want to do um fedex cup's a massive one too um you know it's they're changing the format next year um which is going to open it up a lot to anyone will pretty much be able to win it. I'd probably have to say President's Cup. I think mm. I've been in three losing President's Cups and it's not that much fun. Um, I feel like a winning one to have 11 other guys and, well, not 11 other guys, 30 other guys. Yeah. Um, that would be 
quite the night. Well, you got the year to do it. I was gonna yeah, say, exactly. We're as an American fan, we're ready for your nationals to win one too. Like, <laughs> that'd be that, that'd be yeah. that'd be fine. I mean, how, yeah, go ahead. How pumped are you? I'm yeah, I mean, I mean question. how often did you play Royal Melbourne? I used to caddy Royal around Melbourne. there a lot. I've probably um, caddied around there more than I've played there. Um, but I've probably played there, I don't know, fifteen or twenty times. Um, great golf course. I really hope they get it firm for the tournament. I was going to say, is there any... It seems like there's... I've talked to Maddie at length about this in the past. Like, it seems like the tour kind of sets it up how they want, where, you know, will, will Ernie have a little bit more leeway to say, hey, this is how we're going to set it up? I think he year. should. I mean, I yeah. know that that, that, that happened at, uh, at Liberty National, that, you know, the captain there could uh, pretty much set it up how he wanted to. But um, I think... They need to, yeah, get it really firm and, and really fast. Um, play it like it, like it should be played. Um, Kingston Heath last year mm-hmm. or two years ago at the World Cup didn't play like it should be played. It was very, very soft. And um, for anyone who had played there before, it was a massive disadvantage. Yeah. Um, so I think it just, as long as it just plays like Royal Melbourne, doesn't play like a, you know, a course that's over here. Those fescue run-up areas are so good. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can putt from... It's like the, the, the fringes are... I mean, most all golf courses would love to have them as their greens. Um, so, what's yeah, it, what's it like kind of playing sandbelt courses in Australia and kind of seeing that in your childhood, coming over and playing the style of golf that's played in the United States? It's very different. Um, I would say the biggest difference is not the, not the firmness of the greens or the speed of the greens. I would say the biggest difference is that they prune the trees in America and they don't do that in Australia. So if you hit it in the trees in, Amer- in, in America, you can generally get in and at worst chip it out. Um, in you Australia, got, you, if you... You have the tea trees. <laughs> yeah, if you hit it in the trees in Australia, you, if you don't get bitten by a snake, you'll yeah. lose your ball. You know, like it's... It's, it's brutal and if you do find it you're probably better off not finding it yeah um, so you've got to be a lot more cautious off the tee um, it's just a completely different style so um, one that you know I grew up playing so I'm probably well I was a little more conservative at the start of my career and you know you have to adapt um, so that's one thing that you know you guys love to do when you come over for the President's Cup is, is hopefully need to adapt a little bit Oh, it's bad. I remember I listened to Jeff Ogilvie on the Fried Egg podcast just say, after, you know, playing in Australia and then coming over and seeing U.S. courses, he's like, well, well, that's not right. Like, the strategy's all wrong and all that. Do you get into anything with, like, the strategic elements of the game or you just kind of no, not at all. Hit, it, hit it and yeah, <laughs> I, find um, it? Yeah, I think you can get too into that there for a little bit. You know, I, my coach is right into that, Dennis, He's and he's helped me a lot with, with – certain golf courses um you know saying you know this is how this hole's designed to be played you meant hit it over there and then you can hit it there and it gives you a good angle but when it's soft everything's thrown out the window mm-hmm. if you can fly a bunker you should try and fly that bunker yeah um because if the greens are soft you can hit it anywhere and it doesn't really yeah. matter unless yeah. the rough's like eight inches strategy unless it goes out the window if you if unless it's fast and firm yeah, with exactly. any golf course yes. really so yes. Maddie, what's the most important lesson you've learned in caddying so far? Uh, probably, it's just learning when and when to and when to not say anything. That's just knowing your guy, basically. Because um, if you, you can say all the right things, but if the guy's not open to hearing it at the right t- when you say it at the wrong, wrong time, that's pointless. Yeah. Um, that's probably it's the hardest thing, and it's the Talking to someone who's fired up is a very, very hard to tell them to calm down. Because if someone does it to me personally, I go the other way. I get more angry. So <laughs> you've got to know. It's and I'm very hot when I play golf, so that's another <laughs> issue. But um, so yeah, that's that's the that's the hardest and most challenging part of the job for sure. It hasn't really been a learning lesson, I don't think. Maybe there has, and he hasn't told me. But um, yeah, that that's it, that's still to this day trying to yeah. still working on it basically I feel like I'm pretty mature on the course but I'm sure it's occasionally it would feel like Maddie is almost like a bit of a babysitter when yeah. things aren't going right for a couple of whole patches it's almost like alright we've got to get this bloke back into line how are we <laughs> going to do it it's like if a kid's yeah. going off yeah, it's like how am I going well, like to get him to think everything's week, okay first hole of the tournament it was 
50-50, it was into the wind, so Mark had hit, and we tried to hit this hard eight iron, which caused it to spin and it got up in the air and it was never going anywhere else but the hazard and we make six. So walking to the next tee, I said to myself, the most important 30 minutes of this golf tournament is the next 30 minutes. So we've just got to hit the next three or four greens in a row. And if we can do that, he'll come down by then and ended up hitting the next one to a foot and it was a tap in. So that helped, but didn't have to say anything. Hit, hit a great shot the next shot, but that's when you start preparing yourself. All right, if, thing, if we miss this green, that's when you've got to say something. Yeah. That's the sort of stuff, that's what I think about going. Thankfully, it was a long walk, so it's like an 80 yard walk to the next tee. So <laughs> that's the sort of stuff. What's the meanest thing you've ever said to Maddie during a round? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you could say whatever words you want to on this podcast, too. I think I'm, I'm normally pretty good. Um, Maybe this is a question for Maddie. No, no, yeah. I, I mean, I'll call. Yeah, I call myself all sorts yeah, of names. Yeah, he's more down on more, mad on him, himself. Yeah, because yeah, Opus Deus. Because I've always <laughs> one thing I've always said to Matty is um, that I I have him caddying for me because you know it's, it's a partnership. But I I want his opinion. I don't want him to tell me what to do. I don't. I just want him to give me his opinion, and then at the end of the day, if I, I still do what I want to do and unless he stands in front you of make the ball, decision, which you he, he has done a couple yeah, of times yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah it's like I say at the end of the, at the end of the day I, f- I think it's my decision and um, so I more get angry at myself if I because I feel like it's my mental error if I hit a shot I don't want to hit um, or yeah. you know whatever awesome well glad we finally got to do this we'll let you guys get out of here um appreciate you taking the time and all the stories and especially the one of you spewing (laughs) milk all over the beach in hawaii that's one of the best ones i think we've ever heard what was that called what's that what was that called just the the move it was just finger no we didn't have a name for it now now it's the maddie kelly (laughs) so uh, all right guys thanks so much for coming on this was a blast no worries at all appreciate it Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect any.